May the force be with you to live long and perspire. May the force be equal to time. May the force be ever in your favor. <laughs> hey, this is Troy Baker. I just want to say thanks for turning on the light with the Total Podcast. This is the Total Podcast. Turn on the light with your hosts, Ronald Sook, Marlon Reynoso, and Andy Moran. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Hey, welcome back. This is the month of December. This is Ronald with Andy. Hi, I'm Marlon, and I like <laughs> the Christmas. Heck? So that was Marlon. <laughs> uh, also um, g- g- known as at Nerd Culture. Cool. Andy, you are the, the co-host of DC and Chill as well. Yes, yes I am. With our our producer sound person, Josh. Yes. And I just have this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hey. But uh, you also have a life. Yes. By the way, when is <laughs> That is true. Oh my gosh. I have not gone out and done stuff for fun in a while. Uh, well... If you're tuning in, uh, not, what is this radio? Um, I want to I want to um, welcome all of you to episode three twelve, last episode of this year. Yes, total podcast. Total podcast stands for turning on the light, and we're all about turning the light on geek culture and encouraging you guys to be Harry Potter and not Draco Malfoy. Oh Potter, that jerk. <laughs> you know what's weird? Yeah, and you guys just pointed this out to me too that Harry Potter is like it's a it's a not a Christmas movie, but it's associated with Christmas. It, Definitely is. Yeah. The same way we consider Batman Returns a Christmas movie, right? Yes. Yeah, because Batman Returns takes place like in the week of Christmas, right? Yeah. If, it, if a movie shows Christmas in it, it's a Christmas movie, yeah. I think. Like uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yes. Like that one. And yeah. Die Hard. Yes. Die Hard. Is exactly. Die Hard is a total. <laughs> exactly. It takes place at a Christmas party. Star Trek yeah. Generations. Generations. Well, no, there's a Christmas scene. In the Nexus, they're celebrating Christmas. For like five minutes. Oh, man. Die Hard <laughs> is literally the entire adventure takes place in a building. On Christmas Eve, like it's a big deal. Yeah, like it's we need it's to the majority. Of Wait, the is that Die Hard, doesn't Die Hard Two take place around the holidays too? Yeah, it does. As a matter of yeah, fact, the whole point is it's a year later. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, so that, hey, Die Hard. Looks there like you go. We're marathoning Die Hard. Yeah, man, we're marathoning Die Hard. Here <laughs> are your Christmas movie recommendations from Total Podcast. Remember, I was, that was last year when we had our our, our Christmas canon. That's right. Yes, we did. That. We did. that was a good one. Die Hard, and that was a year. And Die Hard lasted pretty long in the succession. And I yeah. mocked you for your Christmas pick. What yes. was yours? Eddie? I love Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> I still stand by Muppets Christmas Carol. It's one of my favorite, <laughs> one of the best versions of the Christmas Carol story. Home Alone, all the way. I ended up watching it. It was a good movie. Yeah, I, told you, I remember. Yeah, you were you were making fun of me afterwards. Like it's yeah, that's it's it's not bad. Uh, speaking of making fun of people, we're about to make fun of these uh, topics here. <laughs> no, we're not. We're gonna no, discuss we're not. these topics. Uh, so, uh, speaking of which, that's my transitional statement. <laughs> Uh, Let's should be very proud of you. <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, well, we're going to talk about um, the, the the phenomenon of trailers. What's a good way to do it? What's a bad way to do it? Because the new Batman v Superman uh, trailer came out. Yeah, and it sparked a lot of pe- people have been making their opinions known. Yeah, so we're going to uh, what chew into that one, and then we're going to be talking about Star Wars. Not necessarily uh, the new film that's coming out, but. What what's its place in our American culture at large? 
I am sick of hearing about Star Wars. <laughs> Just kidding. No, you're not. <laughs> Don't lie to yourself. Let's talk about it not, more. not when we have a Han Solo and Stormtrooper action figures right next to our microphone. They're just, you know, helping us out with the podcast. They're go. holding it up. That way it doesn't fall over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get the show on the road. Turn on the light. So first topic of the day, uh, movie trailers. I um, love them. Me too. I hate going to the theater late. I love trailers. I, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm a previews guy. I love going to movies to watch the previews, as well as the movie I had paid money for. I, yes. I hate when people don't respect the movie trailers. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, this is a part of the movie-going experience. Yes. yes. Please get off your damn phone. Exactly. <laughs> Please shut they up. Put, they should put the shut off the movie, the shut off your phone thing before, before the trailer. The Seriously. Yes, exactly. They should have like electric shockers in the seats. Okay, so okay, okay. We're going to <laughs> so much. that it'll automatically jam and turn off your phone. I like the idea of jamming. Well, but what if you're a doctor? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Anyways, movie trailers. <laughs> movie trailers. <laughs> that was a tangent. So here's a question for uh, all of us: um, Do trailers reveal too much of the movie or too little? And, and, and this question is inspired by the recent Batman v Superman trailer, where we saw basically first, second, third acts of the whole film. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's... Dude, the more... I've, I've watched it a couple times. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's a great trailer. It's... It, 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 here's the thing. Bottom line, it did make me more excited for the movie. It did make you or not? It did. Yeah, I'm too. like, sweet, I cannot wait to see this. You finally got some 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 conversation between Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent, Loved which it. I thought was cool. Was the great. banter was good. It was down to earth. Uh, some it really was grounded good. Grounded and realistic. Exactly. Yeah, they had legit concerns with each other yeah. about glorifying an alien and, you know, and, 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 and vilifying, vilifying uh, Batman. Batman. And, uh, and then they also showed the second act in which you see Batman and Superman interacting. And at the very end, you know, Spoilers, I guess. Well, <laughs> um, the very end, the they, they they expose that that Lex Luthor created Doomsday, right? And Doomsday's a villain, and then they show Wonder Woman shows up. Oh, so, that was awesome when Wonder Woman showed yeah, up. Yeah, and it all looked amazing, and it made me super pumped for the movie. But the question came up immediately, and I was talking to our sound guy Josh, who uh, is not allowed to speak on on air. Um, but if you do want to hear his voice, you can check him out on <laughs> DC and Chill. Um, he said it it looked great, but it revealed too much. It revealed too much. Like you said, right now, you just hit a nail on the head. You saw the first, second, and third acts. Where, 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 where do you land on that, Martin? <clears throat> At first, I was super pumped, and I was like, man, this is going to be a three-minute trailer. That's and then, a fat trailer. And then as I was watching it, I was like, they revealed five characters in this movie, in this movie trailer. And then <clears throat> I was like, wow. They're, and they weren't just like splice, 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 splice. These were like legitimate scenes. Yeah. Like from the movie. It felt like that was the opening <clears throat> scene of the movie. And I was Probably like. Probably not. And I was like. They've given us so much from this, which was the reason why I stopped watching Star Wars stuff after the last trailer, because my powers of deduction are super hyper right now. And I'm like, I can't take this anymore. So after watching it, I was like, yes, I'm excited, but I, I don't think you know I'm what's a good solution to that. You got to get a Jedi to wipe your memory, or an MIB flashy thing. Yes, yes. Uh, but I don't, I don't, not, I don't, I don't like it anymore. Maybe if a trailer isn't longer than like a minute fifty or two twenty, I don't know. Like I, I'm very leery now of watching it. Like I, I'm, I'm excited for Suicide Squad because there hasn't been anything like it coming out. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if the trailer is going to be super lengthy, I don't know what to do. Here's the thing. Um, with this, the Man of Steel trailer, the, the their three minute version. 
they didn't give away too much, and it was a beautiful trailer. Star Wars, up to this point, has not given away any plot points, <laughs> and they have put out quite a bit of material now. First it was just the one teaser, mm-hmm. and then the teaser trailer, and then now there's a full there's a full one, and then there's like four TV spots. Some people are saying that those were all from the probably from the first act. Same thing with all the toys and merchandise we're seeing. It's all only from the first act. They're theorizing. Yeah, but I think Abrams has done a, a fantastic job of controlling this. And you brought this up earlier, too. It's ba- sometimes it could be based on the director. So here's my point of view of, of why Zack Snyder, I think, put out a trailer this beefy. Yeah. Um, he, a couple things. One, he has to convince a lot of people that this is going to be good. I'm not a sucky director. Yeah, exactly. No, he has to convince a lot of people, like, hey, I'm doing good. Don't worry. This is going to be everything your comic book dreams imagine. Yeah, that th- that <clears throat> question was on my mind, too, because and they kept announcing more characters, more characters, and I thought, how is this going to work? It's not going to be realistic anymore, and that's what DC is known for. They're trying to make it realistic, but how is it going to be realistic? And when I saw it, I'm like, oh, it works. Yeah, and so and so, so Zack Snyder's trying to do that. He's trying to convince you, you, the fan. And I also think he's trying to um, to compete with the Avengers just dropped uh, a trailer yeah. for Winter Soldier. I mean, not Winter Soldier, I'm sorry, Civil War, Captain America Civil War, which also looks equally amazing but has given away much less. So I, I feel like maybe there he's trying to compete. Huh. The, 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 this, this is him trying to to throw his hat in the ring, say, here's this, this blockbuster I'm going to give you guys. Um, but I think he had to go big or go home on this one because he had some 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 space to make up. Yeah, a lot of skepticism about the the DC cinematic universe because it's new. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And especially, I'm 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 sorry, DC, but your little brother, the, the DC TV universe, is is making you look bad right now. Uh, DC needs to come up with some really good movies in the next couple rounds because the DC TV universe is being built up fantastically. Um, but and I bring this, you know, I, I the question comes up: How are you? What, what are what do you guys like when it comes to TV or, or to trailers in general? <clears throat> do you like to suck it all in, or do you like to take it a little bit at a time? Do you? What do you do? I'm happy with it. Like I'm, I'm thankful for the footage, and I'm thankful for the movie producers and the marketers and everybody who puts their brain into giving us the fans what we want. I'm thankful. Very grateful. I don't go out there. We we had this discussion a few episodes ago about leaked trailers and yeah. what to do with them and everything like that. So, yeah, I'm I'm very vigilant about it. But you know, I was reading this guy's tweets, um, Jason Jason Caffo Caffoe or Caffey, C A F F O E, and he was saying, um, you know, I'm so glad I got to watch Batman v Superman movie in trailer form. Um, and, <laughs> and he was also giving this theory of like. Hey, American filmmakers! Like, here's the solution. Here's here here's what you've been doing. You tease, give more, you give more, then you give way too much, and that's why nobody's lining up outside your doors anymore for a big movie and, and yeah. stuff like that. So, and then <clears throat> I'm starting to see, like, on on the Twitterverse and IG and IGverse that people have become so critical of what they're seeing in in movie trailers. It's just like, oh, freaking Black Panther looks like the Black Power Ranger, or <laughs> yeah. or like uh, Doomsday looks like Abomination, or Doomsday looks like Killer Croc, and it's just like, dude, like, slow the F down. Yeah, like, slow your roll. Yeah, like, it's, it's crazy because, like, all of a sudden, they're giving us a lot already, 
first of all, they don't have to. Yeah, they don't have, they don't have to make these movies. They don't have. Well, yeah, they don't have to make these movies. They don't have to give you anything in the trailer, and then you're gonna t- like take that and then like feel entitled that you deserve more or that you could do a better job or that they yeah. could do a better job. <laughs> That's the best part. Where it's like, hey. Buddy, go get your uh, Photoshop and just go nuts. <laughs> go get your claymation yeah. and start doing, like, your stop-motion picture on your freaking iPhone or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, mm-hmm. And maybe it'll inspire people in, like, 20 years from now to do something better. But, like, at this point, like, there have been concepts uh, that have been on the table for a very long time of what these characters are supposed to look yeah, like. Yeah, they go through multiple uh, iterations. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they do. So that's the thing that upsets me about, like, how, they've, how we've kind of been given more. Um, it's like, yes, do we want more? Yeah, in a way, but in fact, in, in a way, like, I kind of don't like how we've been given more. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, our, our friend Tony Kim, we've talked about before, he has completely blanked himself out from anything Star Wars related. Yeah. This guy's a huge Star Wars fan, but somehow... His 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 way of dealing with with I guess you can say the oversaturation of material mm-hmm. is to just not take in any of it at all. That's mm-hmm. a lot of discipline. It is. <laughs> I've treated this with him before. He is. You are a stronger man than I am, Tony. Yeah. You're a stronger man than I am. When he like buried his like himself like. I don't know. He when the Star Wars trailer came on during Ant Man, he like covered his ears and like buried his head into like my chest, like thinking it was like a horror movie or something like. And, like, la, 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 I was like, is he okay? Is he scared? Yeah, and I was like, is this some? Is this like, too loud? Tony, is there medication you should be taking that I don't know? About? <laughs> like, what is going on? But yeah, props to him. For oh hey, Tony, it. how's it going? Hey, how's it going? No, and then there's some people who just want it all. Yes, yeah. there are people like that. Yeah, they, they 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 cannot have enough. They they and these are the people who sometimes hunt down the leak stuff. But as far as you know, behind they'll look behind the scenes, they'll look behind the scene vignettes. They'll go for trailers. They'll go for the Japanese trailer, the German trailer, right? Just in the hopes footage. of every little bit of thing. And for some people, you know, that's the thing. I mean, we we talked earlier about how you're only getting. Less than a percent of the right. Film, right? With the Batman v Superman trailer, the trailer's around three minutes. The whole movie's two hours and thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. So you're getting around one hundredth of the whole movie. Yeah, it's not a lot. So there's a lot more to it. Yeah, and you know what? And I, I like to believe sometimes that what if, what if what they give us, we are like, oh, they gave away too much. What if they really? Re- what if they really didn't? What if they? What didn't? if none of that is in the movie? Yeah. What if, <laughs> what if all this is a dream sequence? <laughs> by, uh, by Crypto the Dog or what, Super yeah, Dog, crypto, right? <laughs> crypto the Super Dog wakes up. Like the ending of Lost. Um, that reminds me of with with what if they're not really giving stuff away? And Marlon, with what you said about, you know, you tease something. Ooh, I want to see it. You release a trailer. This is awesome. Another trailer, you spoil it, and no one's lining up at the doors. Right. Mm-hmm. That reminds me and explains to me what happened with Terminator Genesis. Mm-hmm. Yes. They gave away everything. That is right. a great point. But that's how they used to do it in the 90s. If you watch trailers from the 90s, they would tell you the story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So with what, narration. What, yeah. So what's like in the trailer? With the, in the yeah. world. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So what's changed? Like, why is it that we don't do that anymore? We don't want studios to do that for us anymore. I think fans have diversified in the way we absorb our content, the way we choose to take in our nerd or to take in our, I guess, your nerd cocktail of choice. I think we've diversified in the way we take it in. Yeah. So they're giving us this shotgun treatment. And some of us want, uh, you know, a BB gun. Right. Mm. You know. <clears throat> yeah, I think there's many tools out there for us to also voice our opinion and give feedback to or feel like we're blowing off steam about something. And, like, if we don't like it, we're automatically, we're automatically going to fire off in some forum somewhere, yeah. too. And this is, this is, this is and, you, and you know what, you just brought up a really good point that just popped in my head. Um, this is free 
focus testing for these studios. Yeah. Ah, they put out yeah. something and they get tons of yeah. feedback. Now I feel Thanks bad for the social media. I feel bad for the guy whose job it is to sift through all of that oh hate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's gonna be just awful. But I mean before they used to have to pay a lot of money to get this type of feedback yeah. from people. You're yeah. right. In the 80s, 90s, used to focus groups, they used to do uh, private screenings, yes. uh, advanced screenings that they would change the movie afterwards. Well, they still do that. They still do. It is still a tool. But now they would have put out a scene. Because remember, they put out the pictures of, of some of the characters, and Wonder Woman looked all, it was like monotone. It yeah. didn't have enough color. You look at the trailer, actually, the color's a little bit more little right. more bumped up. And uh, she looked like a wafer. Like, where's all her muscles? But then when you saw the trailer, she, she looked like, pretty B.A. in there, wow. dude. Badass. Her no, you know what? She had the look down. Her yeah, face. Yeah. Her face was down. And I was happy to see that. And that's the thing. As a fan, I'm not unhappy to see this. I'm just more of the feel of like are you hoping that like please God don't let it be so that they have already like ruined the I hope they I movie. hope they haven't ruined it for me because I am still interested. I, I also stopped myself right before uh, or right after the last uh, Star Wars trailer. The last big trailer, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, cool, I'm all set. And then they came over the TV spot, and the second TV spot, and the third TV spot. I'm like, uh, and people are telling me, oh, this is so cool, you should check out these TV spots. And I'm just like, I don't want to see the TV spots. Like, I'm good. We agreed. I have 20 days left. I shouldn't have to be freaking <laughs> out of this. I shouldn't be getting more stuff 20 days out of, the, out of the gate. I remember there was a time when you could just get the one trailer, and this is all you had to watch over and over and over exactly. again until the movie came out. Thank you, Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that who started it? That's who started it for me. But those are those big blockbusters. Blockbusters have always been accused of that. So, in conclusion, um, in case I don't see you guys again, good morning, <laughs> good afternoon, <laughs> and good night. Uh, Truman Show. Um, here's the question. Um, how do people, how are people going to be uh, the Harry Potter and not the Draco Malfoy when it comes to these trailers. Um, the hero and not the villain. Yeah, yeah. How obviously be, the hero be British. Not the villain? Be British. But most villains are British. Accented. I know, that's kind of confusing. Uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> I, it's like I mentioned before, people are diversifying the way they take in um, their fandom or the way they take in the things they love. Mm-hmm. I think we have to be very respectful of everybody's choice of how they do that. You know, some people are throwing trailers around like crazy, and some people are like, oh, I'm not. And you, I think you got to just kind of be cool with, be respectful. Like, if somebody says, hey, no, I'm, 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 I'm desensitizing myself right now. I'm not watching anything. Then you got to be respectful of that. Don't just shove a, a phone in their face and be like, hey, check out this trailer. Hey, Andy, I found out that Kylo Ren is Mark Hamill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I would say in order to be the hero and not the villain is if you're not happy with something that you see in a trailer, um, then, you know, don't freaking start raging about it because, one, you're probably not going to change the movie. <laughs> yeah. Two, <laughs> it's premature because, like, you haven't seen the movie in its entirety and, like, in its whole context. Yeah. And yeah. you have to take it as a film, not as a trailer. Like, you know, Jared Leto getting flack is like, oh, he's going to be doing a terrible job. as a j-. Like, God, you saw less than, like, five seconds of the guy. <laughs> you know? or, like, relax. You got to take everything in context. So just hold back the rage for a little bit. <laughs> And just take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. Yeah. It's not the whole movie yet. We're going to make it through this. Yes. Okay, it's going to be okay. Yes, well, my exactly. takeaway in all this is never underestimate the Jared Leto. That's true, too. <laughs> Man, if you haven't seen Dallas Buyers Club, awesome you are in for a treat. 
The end. <laughs> Turn on the light. Misa Jar Jar Binks. Oh, why would you ruin that? <laughs> Misa no have a boomer. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. And what about those green aliens with red eyes, the Chinese wannabe? They're, I thought they were Korean. No, they were dressed in Chinese garb. Oh, y'all look alike. Exactly. <laughs> Rush hour, well, What are they well, uh, They're from the Trade Federation. Yes. But they were. Anyway, we better stop before our audience turns us off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're talking are we, about. Are we seriously stuff? arguing prequel stuff? Ronald <laughs> <laughs> well, brought Jar Jar into yeah, this. Yeah, what, what prequel stuff? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, Star Wars is everywhere. Although I like Phantom Menace. Um, we have a lot of questions about what's going on with Star Wars right now. Yeah, we do. Uh, number one. Who likes Star Wars? Exactly. Raise your hand. Like, Me. What, what's what's behind all the hype? Why is this so Okay, funny? so I asked that question because I asked that question. Who here likes Star Wars? Now, I teach kids um, grades kinder through, like, fifth, Oh, I that's think. dangerous. Um, Why would they let you do that? I'm going to stab you with something. Because I'm a great storyteller. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so I, t- I asked these kids, like, everyone in the classroom, it was, like, a very, it was a, a wide age range, and I said, who here is excited for Star Wars? And every single hand went up. Now, I don't know if that was like a mob mentality or <laughs> but like it was that type of hand raise where like the shoulder touches the ear uh, kind of thing. Yeah, okay, like, so they really mean it. They really, yeah. really, really are Yeah, it wasn't it. it wasn't like the hesitant like support your elbow with the other hand kind of thing. You know, <laughs> it was just like a and I was like, dude, where is this coming from? How do these kids know about the turn of Anakin? And yeah, how do these yeah. kids the know? The Jedi Order. And- yeah, do they know how bad the acting was in the second episode? Or, you know, like, where... Like, where were these kids during the Battle of Yavin? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> What's that? That's the assault on the, de- the first Death Star. Okay. Yeah. Do See, they- and I'm okay with that, because Ronald's, lear- Ronald's learning. I'm actually a Trekkie. I'm, I'm just uh, learning to embrace new religions here. <laughs> but... I'm asking a question like, who teaches them this? Where's their fandom coming from? I'm asking you guys this. Yeah, yeah, and it, you as fans, and you to speak I, I, on everyone, every other fan. I think behalf. it's just unavoidable. It's everywhere. It okay. is. It really is everywhere. Commercials. Yeah. Uh huh. But who feeds into that? What do you mean? Like, if a kid sees, or if you see, like, uh, a T-shirt with, like, a BB-8 on it, or, like, a whatever, whatever, uh, a Leia slogan, or, I love you, I know. know. Like, what does that elicit, what does that cause you to do? Do you say, I'm going to go look into that, or, like, hey, what is that scene actually from? You're talking about the kids now, or? Either one. Yeah, no, and I I agree with Ronald, it is, right now, it is everywhere. Mm -hmm. It is, it is such an... and we we've discussed this before on the show a couple different in a couple different ways, but right now Star Wars is no longer nerd culture, especially in the last couple months. I believe it is American culture mm-hmm. altogether. And there was a and right now obviously it's hot because the movie's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, but going along with him, I mean going along with the merchandising thing, we had discussed Walmart had a commercial and and, and I bring up the Walmart commercial because of this. Because I love that commercial by the way. Yes, there's yes. a commercial where parents. 
they're, they're showing off the toys and the merchandise mm-hmm. because parents are talking to their kids. But these parents are talking to these kids like, oh, you know, I see you had your lightsaber there, but did you know that the most powerful hero was once a farm boy and his dad and his, and his son on a farm? Yeah. Did you know that the Jedi Order is a thousand years old? You know, yeah. Or, or there's yeah. another one where the grandpa's talking to his, his grandson is like, oh, you know, Jedi are just wise old men who, lo- you know, love to wear cloaks. That's why we're comfortable. That's it, right. And he's like in his robe or something yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What it is, these are, and this is what I think this is. This commercial is reflecting. I think that we are now in a generation that maybe not all of them were diehard fans, like maybe some of us were. Right. But you still have people who were fans of the prequels, of the originals, of the of the the cartoons in between, and now this is their opportunity to kind of embrace and to pass on some of the love they have for this stuff. Even for somebody who's a casual fan, they can still tell their kids, oh, man, you don't... When I was your age, when I was 10, I had Star Wars... I had the original Star Wars trilogy on VHS. And we had no internet. We had no internet, but I remember me and my friends would watch this over and over and over again. Here, let me show it to you. we had no Netflix. (laughs) And you got these parents who are passing on this thing to their kids... In a way that I, I, I again, I, I don't. It's the same way a, a father passes on his love of baseball to his son, or although you know, that doesn't all t- always work. No, it doesn't. But I think, it, <laughs> like I said, it is American culture now. Yeah, it is passed on generationally, either by diehard fans or even by casual so fans. Star Wars is like baseball. Pretty much. Yes. It's yes. coming to be it's coming to be that way. And it's advertised heavily, right? I mean like who who's the machine behind it all? It's Father Disney. And Yes, it, thank you, Walt. And Josh was talking about this earlier, how like they're seeing it on their sad their afternoon cartoons or like their Saturday. Yeah, Star Wars cartoon. Rebels is a good show. Radio Star Wars. Disney. Yeah, yeah, Radio Disney and it's everywhere all Disneyland. over it's all over it's Disneyland. Disneyland. It's, Star Tours. Yeah, it's become and they're even like integrating it with other brands like um, Mickey Mouse. And Minnie Mouse are dressed up as yeah, Jedi's and yeah, it's it's become a part of branding. I mean, yeah. Nixon watches in and like <laughs> yeah, what? are you in, like everywhere? Really? Yeah. So yeah, watches. Um, you'll see them in like car like, commercials. Yeah, high end jewelry. Oh, I thought you meant President Nixon watches Star Wars. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> allow Nixon me watches. allow me to clarify myself. But uh, so how deep? Do you think like pe- most the most common people's knowledge is? Yeah, according to my calculations, and I'm not saying this in a derogatory way. Like, right. yeah, this it's, like, it's so like oh, you don't even know, not at not, all. Not I, I mean, I curiously want to so know. So this isn't gatekeeping, right? Gatekeeping. Ronald has his hand raised. Oh, oh no, no, but no, it's not gatekeeping. It's not gatekeeping. It's not gatekeeping. It's not gatekeeping. Not at all. Yeah, I really want to know. I want to open up the floodgates. Okay, gates. so yeah. Uh, Wired Magazine this month featured the, this film, Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. They interviewed J.J. Abrams in-depth. They interviewed Kathleen Kennedy, the producer, in-depth. She um, She's the one that inherited uh, Lucasfilm. She's president of Lucasfilm. And the article writer came up with this word or introduced this word called paracosm. Cosm meaning world or universe, cosmos. Para meaning it's like a, it's like pseudo. it's like an, it's like an, it's not pseudo. Para is other. It's in another place. Okay, yeah. like parallel. Like it's another line. It's another like level, going, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, how do you explain this obsession and all the detail and minutia that people know about Star Wars? Is Star Wars, like Lord of the Rings, is a paracosm, right? And nerds. We live in this paracosm. That's why we get so passionate about it. Right, right. It's not like, oh, it's just a stupid movie. No, it's a paracosm. It's a whole other world that we get to enter into. Like, Harry Potter is a paracosm. Yes. Although yes. not anymore, with Wizarding World being built everywhere. It's, it's reality now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, you do not realize that wizards aren't real, right? Uh, it's very important to me that you say that, that you acknowledge that they don't exist. I refuse to speak anything. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I love, actually, I love, I love that, I love that, that word. It, it kind of makes sense because, you know, the, the first thing that popped in my head is right now is you have people walking through the wardrobe. Yeah. Into Narnia, which is its yeah. own paracosm in exactly. itself. That's true. Uh, so Doctor Who. Doctor Who is another one. It's a world you. built... And you have, but in this, it's the best part. You can have people who live in it. Yeah. We have people who just visit it. Right. But it's ah, there. Like it's a, like it's a world idea. you can step into. Yeah. That's, that's the whole true. point of movies is to, to immerse yourself yes, in this world. That's true. And that's true. Like, like the whole, I'm thinking of the whole Disneyland ex- experience, the Star Wars celebration season of the Force. And Josh and Felicity have been there many times. Uh, Too many times, one, some, some people would say. <laughs> I don't Not think, Josh. I don't think Josh would say Josh that. Josh disagrees a lot. <laughs> I mean, if all they're doing is embracing the paracosm. I mean, I mean, he. I don't think he's setting up residency there yet. Yet. He's uh, waiting for Star Wars to be He's finished. looking into real estate. But, like. Wouldn't hurt. But he's been there. And you're right. Stepping into the world in that way, um, I, I, think, I think that's a good way to kind of look at the paracosm and say, look, this world does exist. And we could either come back here and visit yeah. here many times. Or we could say. This is a nice part of Disneyland, and it's cool to see people living here. Now let's go back over to Frontierland, where it's the exact opposite. <laughs> you want to go on the safari ride. Yeah. Here's a question for you guys. Uh, the, the idea of a paracosm is, we all know this is fictional. Like, we're not delusional. Mm-hmm. But there's another idea that I'm thinking of, which is the idea of God's kingdom. Okay. I, I think that that kind of works like a paracosm. Right. But then we believe that that's reality. Right. Like, how does that compare with the way we live inside of these fictional worlds uh, versus, you know, oh, oh, like Avengers, Marvel Cinematic Universe, DC Cinematic Universe, Mm -hmm. all that. Like, how does that compare with the way we can live in God's kingdom? I think it's a great question because that reminds me of uh, the discussion that we had about the augmented reality. Yeah. uh, When we were talking about the, like, you know, when you put the augmented reality app on your phone and to scare yourself. Right, it's like a haunted house (laughs) game. It's a haunted house game. You put it on your smartphone and you you really, it like, it takes a, a virtual snapshot of your home and it starts putting these things in yeah. your home and you have to find like a, a, a girl through all the scary stuff and they kind of it's kind of the same Story thing here. Life, shoot. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of the same thing here. I mean like you know you bring up like God's kingdom and like the the world that we live in so like it's a parallel reality but it does affect us in reality. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? This isn't this isn't fiction to us. Like you know there is a spiritual realm that does affect us and I think it that makes it even sweeter because like we can talk to people and we can talk to people in a language that makes sense to them. So like to live in the Star Wars paracosm, that looks like reading the comic books, reading the books, wearing the clothing, buying the lightsabers. Uh, that's what it looks like. What does it look like for people to live in the world of God's kingdom? Like, what's the evidence that, yes, I'm living in God's kingdom? I think, I think it shows up in the fruit that comes out from it. Because here's the thing about those other paracosms. And they are, they are fun. They are fantastical. They, they excite the imagination. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what I would be like as an adult now if it wasn't for the universe built in Star Trek mm. or the universe built in Star Wars or something like that. Because of the values they pass the, on to Yeah, because right. of all the stuff you get from it. But at the end of the day, I have to, I, there is a part of me that has to remind you, hey, this isn't real. 
you know, this 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 is this Although is. Oh, it's Star Trek. It's getting there. IPads it's getting pretty close. It's getting there. It's getting there. It isn't real, but you know, it, 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 this isn't reality. And then when I step into the true, you know, paracosm, the true next level of what the spiritual world is, that I can not only Im- immerse myself in, but I can tell myself this is real. What does it look like for you when you are doing that? It, 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 it's so. It's, what is the lightsaber? What is the? Yeah, yeah. What is the fruit? What is the evidence? What is the result? It is a fulfillment of not only the needs you have in life, and I'm not saying all of them are fulfilled, but the ones you need are. Yeah. It is a fulfillment of what God has for you. Yeah. To be able to be able to live in this world, and not and, the, and again, you are dealing. It is something you could you can step into the paracosm of the of, of the Word of God and pull it with you into this real world and be like, this real world isn't so bad. Now that I have. God in it. Because there's a better story that's being told. There is. There is a bigger, better story being told. And um, as opposed to these worlds being separate, I feel like is these are two worlds that are melting yeah. together. Yeah. And it is my job to melt with you. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry. What is that from? I don't know. It's a song. I'll stop the world and melt with you. Uh, I, I think my my source of fruit, you know, from from my from living in the kingdom of God is is uh, being able to connect with with people um, because one, like I, I, I like I read my Bible right, and like so that's me. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what a parallel would be. Th- that would be in, in you like reading a, the Star Wars comic books. Or sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and like, I, I read my Bible or, like, I'll go to church or and stuff like that, and I'll engage with, like, community. Going to church is like going to the Star Wars celebration conventions. It is. Yeah, we, we, exactly. We've compared the, commu- the, nerd, cult, the nerd community with, with the spiritual community many times. How the nerd There's community is way better at it. At community <laughs> and church. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, you, you could, honestly, you like, that I think my fruit of it is being able to connect with people mm. um, because, like, I see the values of of the Bible to be more consistent and to be more relevant to my life. And I can carry those things over in any community that I go to. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the nerd community, it, it's great and everything like that. And I love it. And I'm still, and I still have a learning curve to, to overcome. But for me, like the things that I read in the Bible and going to church and connecting with my church community, that's been the most consistent thing in my life. So by me being able to apply those things in every aspect of my life, including the Star Wars world, including the Star Trek and, and nerd world, like that's, that's the fruit of my life from that, from that parallel universe. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, for our audience or not audience, what do you, is is this still audience? Yeah, it's an audience. Um, (laughs) what, what's, how do we encourage them to be the hero and not the villain when it comes to, you know, all of these fandoms, you know, um, you know, Mar- Marlon Martin mentioned something before because I I'd asked I questioned whether or not all this was gatekeeping. Uh, for those who don't know, gatekeeping is what you know certain cultures or certain certain groups do. Where this is my thing. Uh, I love Star Wars, and oh, you're, you you like it too. Oh, but you don't know as much as me. You're, then you're not, not a, a real fan. fan. Yeah. Th- that's gatekeeping. You're keeping people out because it doesn't match with, with the way you do it. Um, and Marlon said he's not gatekeeping. This is I want I want the floodgates opened. Mm-hmm. I want people to express. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it, it's a heroic thing. Express what you love with others. Open a dialogue with others. You know, everybody's a Star Wars fan, whether you know it or not. I've read some books. I've, I've 
I've, I've judged some people based on their appearance or their attitude or the way they acted, and it turns out later on we're talking about some deep Jedi canon lore. I was like, wait, but you're a hipster. I was like, yeah, but wait, you look cool, and you're not a nerd like me, but you're a nerd like me. You know, there's different things. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, again, open the floodgates. Have these conversations. Talk with people. Interact with people about these things you love as well as these things you believe. I, I think if there's any call to action, I totally agree with Andy. Um, if there's any call to action, it would be to, yeah, talk about it. And also, if you don't know anything about it, ask someone next to you. Ask someone who you think might know something about it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to see it on the news, you're going to hear about it, especially in the next coming weeks, and you're going to see it all over in every store, yeah. at the checkout stand, at Bed Bath & Beyond, at Walgreens, at CVS, at every store that you walk into, at Steinmart, <laughs> at, <laughs> at PetSmart. Seriously, everywhere you go, you're going to see something with the Star Wars logo on it. So if you have no idea about it or have very minimal knowledge, ask someone next to you because they might know or you guys could find out together as Andy said it is a cultural phenomenon and along with this and movie trailers and all that other stuff like it just feeds into the system it is a cultural phenomenon like yeah, there's I no mean, way to escape it jumping off of that I want to say you know you don't have to be the person that says oh I'm not going to go watch it because you know like you said it's like a cultural thing so it's like Super Bowl, right? Everyone watches the Super Bowl, even if even if you're not, if you're not a football, football fan, fan. Right. you're with a community, right? So yeah. I feel like with Star Wars, I think Andy, you mentioned this too, where nowadays it's become part of American culture. So you know, don't you don't have to be the guy that says I don't want to see it. Like, you, don't be spiteful. Just, yeah, my yeah. my wife is going, and she hasn't seen one Star Wars movie. She's the ultimate hero. But she's going because she's like she knows it's a great event. She knows it's a fun time out, and she just wants to go watch a movie. So, yeah. All right. Sounds good. Well, may the force be with shoes. Ooh, oh, uh-huh. I don't understand. What is <laughs> yeah, that? From? One job. <laughs> what is that from? May the force be with you to live long and perspire. May the force be equal to time. May the force be ever in your favor. <laughs> Turn on the light. Christmas time is near. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid Christmas time is here. Oh, yes. Um, only when I come here to record the podcast at Marlon's house. Um, how, not how, what is your uh, favorite Christmas gift or memory? Or even? I need a minute to think about that. <laughs> um... The first, uh, there's plenty. I mean, my, my family is huge. We get together. Years ago when I was younger, we used to get together and it was these huge things with tamales everywhere. Oh, my gosh. My Mexicans mouth just make, started watering. Yeah, Mexicans make. Let's go get some. Like 3,000 a year. It is ridiculous how many. Can your family make me some, like right now? No, no. We have to get the conveyor belt. There, there is a, there, <laughs> the you have to get, conveyor belt? you have to get the human the conveyor belt line. to get the entire assembly line going to get <laughs> that many made in that kind of a quantity. It's ridiculous. Wow. Um, so I have plenty of memories. Uh, and the, I don't bring this, you know, this one isn't, and you can talk about, oh, commercialism and gifts. And, you know what? But I love the gifts I got growing up. My fate, one of my most memorable ones was I didn't even ask for this thing. That Christmas, I had already gotten the stuff I had asked for. I was like nine years old. Oh, my God. And I had already gotten my Power Rangers or my, my action figures or my video games. Oh my I was God. happy. I was sitting with my little pile. And, um, you know, I, I was always just, like, ready to do it. And I was like, this is me. I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. And then my dad was like, hey, mijo, 
because that's what my dad calls me, mijo. Uh, hey, there's there's one more gift behind the tree. I'm not sure who that is. Steve Jobs. Yeah, no, and I was Steve just like, there's always like one more thing. Yeah, there's just one more thing behind the tree. I was like, what? So I went and I reached behind the tree and I grabbed it and I was like, Dad, it's got my it's got my name on it. It's like yeah, it's this long box. This long thing. <gasps> I already box. know where this is going. Yes, and here it is. I I, oh I ripped it open and it was a BB gun. What? My what? Red Rider BB gun. Shut up. I never even asked for this thing. Oh, you got a Red Rider BB gun? It was gun? the Red Rider. It was it was it was the uh uh oh was it the Winchester? Uh, brand Red Rider. Did it have know. a compass in stock? No, it didn't have the compass. Oh. In stock. It was like a real basic one. By the uh, way, this is a reference to the film The Christmas Story, or a Christmas story. A Christmas story. A, a yeah. Christmas story. Yeah. But this was the thing, though. My dad got me a BB gun, and I was like, "I'm gonna save the world with this thing." Okay, Black Bart. Yeah, I could go hunt down bears and stuff now. And I had never even asked for one, but I remember loving it so much because it was my dad had to teach me responsibility. He had to teach me how to properly use a weapon, how to, and I became a really good shot uh, even up until my. My years in the army and and, and since then because I am a crack shot. Wait, so you took this uh, BB gun to your army training thing? Yes. Look what like, I brought, guys! I'm all set. <laughs> for the war. Let's get Al Qaeda. No, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean this this thing was because this was such a grown up in my mind. It was such a grown up gift. My dad gave me a gun. It was a BB gun. That thing could barely that thing barely hurt cans. Took out a can. It barely took out the can. I had to put a couple rounds into the can. The can <laughs> dented the BB. The can dented the BB. It was pretty. It's when you have to upgrade to pellets. That's when you're a big boy. Yeah, that's when you're a big boy. You get that brake barrel, yeah. that one pellet at a time, but then yeah. you just, that thing that thing used to drive through a phone book. Yeah. Phone books were these things people used to use. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so that gift I remember just blew my mind because I felt so grown up and I felt so cool with my BB gun. And uh, I can't wait to get my niece or my son his first whenever that fictional child is born. <laughs> I can't wait to get him his first BB gun so he can start shooting cans in the back. It was, it was. It was just such a shock. I loved it. It was so good. How about you guys? Um, I think I was nine years old, too. Again, I this one, too, I did not ask for it. So this is another Steve Jobs reference where Steve Jobs would say, um, customers don't know what they want until they're, showed, they're shown what we've made. Like yeah. The iPad. <laughs> Nobody knew they wanted the iPad. Until, okay. So my parents, when I was nine years old, they got me an iPad. Wait, what? No. Um, <laughs> I, I opened the box... And it was, oh my gosh, now that I think about it, I think it was a Santa gift. It was a gift from Santa. It was one of the things from Santa. From Jesus. uh, From Jesus. Um, Does Santa believe in Jesus too? Yes. Santa helps, or Santa (laughs) Santa works for Jesus. Everybody knows that. Um, So the gift, I I opened the box and it was the Back to the Future DeLorean (gasps) complete with a Dr. Brown truck. Shut up! With Back to the Future emblazoned on the side of the truck, and it had a little black plastic button on the top of the truck, so when you push it, the Back to the Future pops out, comes flying out of the back of the truck. I, the, I think uh, I just pinpointed the moment you became a nerd. Where is that now? Yeah, where's that now? I want it now. It's gone. It's gone. That's the worst part. But I played with that thing forever. It, it was just amazing. And you didn't ask for it. Your parents just I didn't knew ask you for well it. enough. It's amazing. That's awesome. That's a good one. That's a good one. Top that, Mar. I can't. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> uh, I think one of the best surprises that my parents would always do, they would always set up, like, these decoy gifts of mine. 
And then, they would, they, and then they would come like thundering out like in the back room with like something huge. I don't know if you remember his powers of the of deduction were just amazing. <laughs> so I think one time they got me like it was like this box. Uh, it was just like a square box with like I was like, what the heck is this? This doesn't look like anything I would is it a square want or need. And then clothes? I was just like unraveling like tissue and more wrapping tissue. And then they're behind me. They're like, here's your gift. And it was like a giant foosball table. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? I didn't know you could do foosball in your own home. Yeah, that's a Chuck E. Cheese thing. Yeah, it was like a Chuck E. Cheese or like something you would have at like a church or like a rec house or something like that. And I was like, this is crazy. And it had like um, stadium lights that you put double A no batteries way. in. That's so <laughs> cool. Yeah. And so I was, it was a high-end foosball table. Yeah, it was pretty pretty nice. And uh, it wasn't one of those like tabletop ones. It had like its own legs and stuff like that. Nice. And I think that was probably one of my most like vivid like Christmas memories of like the art of surprise, you know? And I was just like, dude, that's really cool. That's pretty advanced for parents back in the day. Like nowadays, I it is it is a mystic journey to get to the gift I got you. Yeah, like, I make it intentionally difficult and hard for you to get the gift I bought you. Yeah, but dude, back in the day, parents didn't used to do that. That's cool that it would decoy you. Yeah, yeah. And my brothers had a lot of help, but then my brothers would have something cooler, like a Sega Genesis, and they would be <laughs> like, "You can't play," and I feel like, oh, so we really got foosball. Who do we want to play? No. <laughs> <laughs> busy playing Ultra, busy playing Ultra Beast. Okay. Yeah, it was Ultra Beast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll just I'll practice that way. I'll get really good when you guys free up. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, that was my Christmas childhood memory. Josh, what about yours? Oh, you know what? We're out of time. <laughs> but um, <laughs> hashtag materialism. Uh, yeah. Hashtag total podcast. That is T O T L podcast. Yes, and uh, you guys can find us on social media by using that hashtag. Um, we're on Tumblr. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, just go to totalpodcast.com. T O T L stands for Turn on the Light, and that's where you can find all of our episodes. Subscribe to us on iTunes uh, or SoundCloud. Uh, we're there. Uh, not on Spotify. Uh, not on RDO. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, not at Radio Shack. Not we're on Beats Music. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I just found my I just found my Radio Shack battery club from the eighties. What the? There, it was like if you buy a certain amount of things and you write your name on it and it's like a battery club card and like you get free batteries if you spend a certain amount there like regularly. Wow, that's how much Shack. batteries you used to burn through back in the day. Yeah, I'll show you my radio club card. <laughs> my Radio Shack club card. It's pretty crazy. Anyway, <laughs> Ronald, sorry. Um, well, thanks for listening. Uh, this is our last episode of the year. We will be back a year from now in 2016. <laughs> Um, we'll be back next year. We'll be back next year, next month. And uh, happy Christmas, everybody. Happy Christmas. Halloween. Happy New Year. Feliz Halloween. Halloween. Feliz Navidad. Oh, no. I don't, Feliz I don't, Navidad. I don't do Feliz Navidad. Por que no? Don't be better that, than... No, that, no. Don't, that be, is, don't be better than your own culture. No, that's not my culture. <laughs> yes. Don't you put that on us. That's not our fault. You don't sing La Bamba either? No, we did not. Do, no, well, I love La Bamba. I know. Okay, yeah. La Bamba's a great song. <laughs> no, Feliz Navidad is like our most hated... Why? Because it's just such an awful song. No, it's- Turn on the light.